This week, we have the luxury of having the lovely Lola with us on the podcast. She's a terrific translator, teacher, and first and foremost, a fantastic friend. She'll share her expertise and experience in this really relevant realm. We'll tackle the tricky, tedious, and sometimes terrifying terrain of translations on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI, the program where we tackle a different topic every week. Abordamos un tema diferente cada semana. And hopefully you guys won't just learn English, but you'll learn about a wide range of topics from JFK to weddings to gardening to espionage. Who knows what could come up next? But remember, if you have any suggestions, please let me know because, wow, we're, we're in our fourth season. I don't want to say I'm running out of topics, but uh, remember, I'm always open to hear suggestions from you guys. Why? Well, this show is for you guys. So I want to make sure you love the topics that we tackle every week. And this week, we're going to tackle translations. And I have a feeling, as always, you aren't going to be the only ones learning in this episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Sinmas, as I said, a terrific translator and careful. Terrific es una palabra bonita. It's not terrific. It's terrific. Excellent. A terrific translator, teacher, mother. Well, I, you wear many hats. I, I couldn't put them all in the intro. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a great friend of mine, Lola. Hey, Alberto. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to finally have you on the show. I mean, this isn't our first time working together, is that right? It isn't, but it's been a long time since we last worked together, hasn't it? Yes, it's true. It's true. Lots of kids in between. Pandemics <laughs> as well. Pandemics, <laughs> wars, all kinds of exciting things happening in the world. Well, welcome aboard. It's a pleasure to have you here. What I want you to do right off the bat, desde el primer momento, is tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, some of my some of my followers, some of my students already know you from Twitter, you know, from your social media presence. But let's pretend, vamos a fingir that they've never heard of you. Lola, who are you? What do you do? Okay, so I'm Lola Rindal. Um, I'm a multi-passionate person. And if I may say so myself, I'm also multi-talented so I'm an English translator, I'm an interpreter, and I'm a trainer. And I basically help um, Spanish companies and also professionals, individuals, uh, overcome that language barrier in business, mm -hmm. particularly so that they can bloom in the global market. Great word there, bloom, florecer. I love it. We're off to a good start. Hemos empezado con buen pie. I knew, I knew this was going to be a special show. I just had a hunch. 
una corazonada, I think you say, a hunch. So you do a little bit of everything from teaching, translation, interpreting, I mean, a little bit of everything. And we're going to talk about the difference between those things a little bit later, because many people don't really know the difference. What makes an interpreter an interpreter, a translator a translator? Can they be the same person? Can that same person do both of those roles? But first and foremost, Tell us, we use that in the intro, first and foremost, antes que nada, tell us where we can find you on the internet, on social media, so people can check out your lessons and all the resources that you have available. Well, I'm La Piedra Rosetta, double T, and if you Google that, you'll find me. La Piedra Rosetta, double T, and one single word. Lola Guindal, La Piedra Rosetta, on Google, and you'll find my website and everything you need to know about me. Excellent, excellent. And also, guys, I will second the motion. When she said she is multi-talented, she's passionate, she wouldn't be my friend if she weren't. I like talented people, I like passionate people, and I guess that's what made us become friends. You know, our passion for languages, teaching, learning. Mm-hmm, yeah. I believe a good teacher has to be a good learner. Yeah, and a good interpreter and translator has to be a good learner, too. Absolutely. All right. So, guys, check her out on social media. What we'll do is put some links in the show notes. The thing is, uh, let's let's talk about how you got into this field, the field of languages in general. Well, I went to a bilingual school, so I started learning English when I was about three years old. And my entire education has been in English. So like two thirds of my classes were in English and then one third was in Spanish. So we had PE in Spanish, music in Spanish, you know, all the Marias that we say. Okay, I didn't know that one. Marias. I told <laughs> yeah. you I was going to learn things. Asignaturas today. Marias. So, you know, these not very important classes. Should I imagine I say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I hey, yeah. people say that drama is not important, but then. If you're negotiating, you got to know how to act and play a role. So, so is drama is um, improvisation is important. I learned that in drama class. So th that's true. There is like this stigma, like there are certain fields. But you found that you were interested in languages. There was something that attracted you to languages. Or? Yeah, I was interested in languages, and I was also good at languages. When I was in kindergarten, in kindergarten, my my teachers already said that. You know, I had a good ear and I could, I wanted to communicate mm -hmm. in English. Um, so, yeah, that was always something that I was interested in. And then when I found out that I could have a career in languages, that that, that was a thing. Because mm -hmm. prior to that, I thought I wanted to be maybe a lawyer or maybe a journalist. You know, so you wanted to work with words. You, you're, yeah, you're communication. A, what we call a wordsmith. Alguien que le encanta la palabra. Exactly. Right, right. So once you discovered your options, you said, wait. I like this. Uh, what what attracted you to translation, teaching, uh, the areas that you work in now? Uh, I found out about the degree, that there was a degree in translation and interpreting uh, at this career fair. It's called Aula. It's mm -hmm. held in Madrid every year. Yeah, I know. And uh, there you have uh, employers and universities. And I found out that there was a degree. It was quite new at the time in translation and interpreting. And I said, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. So, um, you, of course, you have to have a good uh, command of your native language. Sure. And then course. you have to master two more languages. So, for me, it was uh, English and German. Oops. Oh, no worries. No. And punching microphones. Yeah, that, that I'm very good at. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Seriously, it's not an easy thing. I mean, you said you were very lucky that you had a knack for it is the thing that came to mind. How would you say that in Spanish? You had a knack for it. Como que te vino fácil. Se te va bien. Se te va bien. Eso es. To have a knack for something. 
And so you got into it. That's good, too. I imagine your parents encouraged you. What did they think of this career choice of working in, you know, languages and, and teaching and interpreting and all of this stuff? What, did, what was their opinion about it? Were they supportive? Mm, for my mom, it was uh, like the natural way to go. She always thought that I would, uh, that English would be somehow part of my career. So it was the natural way to go. She was also obsessed uh, with sending me abroad. So she saved up okay. uh, for the longest times so that I could go on an exchange uh, to the United States. And uh, I think it was a natural way to go. And it, it was also a way of paying it off to my mom. No, you, you've invested so right, much in, right. in my education, in my English. Right. And now I'm going to make a living out of it. So Sure. Yeah, I'm sure that mu they must be very proud of you, especially because, well, they encouraged you. And I think that's so important to have parents who say, listen, I'm going to encourage you. I, I want you to do what makes you happy, what mm -hmm. makes you, because that's when you're going to be the best professional you can be doing something. I remember when I was a kid, the reason I tell you when I was a kid, it was, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer? <laughs> okay. And I was like, um, neither. And it was like, yeah, so doctor or lawyer? I'm like, yeah, again, I'm not interested in either one of those professions. I don't, I'm not saying mm -hmm. that they sound interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm just not into it. Mm -hmm. It's not my thing. It's not my cup of tea. You know how I got into English? Mm -hmm. I have an anecdote to tell yeah, you. Yeah, great. Um, it, I think it was my grandpa. My grandpa died when I was five years old. Oh. So a couple of years before that uh, is when I started um, school. Mm -hmm. And my mom was thinking, was she got the, the brochures and everything for two different schools, the Liceo Francés, so French, and the school that I actually ended up going to, English. And she asked my grandpa, what do you think, Liceo Francés, you know, this is a very like elite uh, school, every, sure. a, a very traditional school. And my grandpa said, no, go for English because oh, French, wow. yeah, only the French and the Africans speak uh, uh, French. Sure. So bet on English because the United States is... is a world power. Exactly, right. sure, world sure. power at the moment. So he was a visionary. Yeah, he was. <laughs> because back then, that's what they studied, French. Why? It was your neighbor. Yeah. I and think, and they were an empire at one point, a yeah. long time ago. <laughs> and also, you know, uh, rich people studied French. Oh, it was this... It's hoity-toity. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But my grandpa said, no, go for English. Well, in English, when we swear, we say pardon my French. Yeah. For, so for us, it's not that hoity-toity. Um, but uh, wow, your grandfather really had that insight to say, no, 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 no. Okay, French is a useful language, yeah. but English is going to run circles around it in the future. Yeah, and I did end up uh, learning French. I can speak some French, but, uh, you know, my main language is English, and I'm glad it, it is. Sure, and your English is amazing. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. What do you attribute it to? Now, I'm not going to ask you for advice yet, because we're going to get some advice from you in the bonus part. Mm -hmm. But what, how did your accent, because a lot of people have a lot of vocabulary, they feel comfortable speaking, but you seem like you got it all figured out, all of those aspects. What am I saying? I'm saying you're a well-rounded English speaker. How did you get to there? I mean, obviously you said this experience of studying abroad really opened your eyes, but how did you stay there? Because that's another thing. One thing is being a young kid, getting the, the accent mm -hmm. and the way we put our things together, our sounds together. And another thing is not losing it throughout mm -hmm. the years. So how did you how did you manage to do that, to keep that English level at the level of a native? Well, you have to be exposed to the language mm -hmm. from the very start. 
And then you have to practice deliberately. And this is something that I got from interpreting deliberate practice. You have to set your goals mm -hmm. and then you work towards your, these goals. So if you want to improve your pronunciation, you, you should do specific exercises to improve your pronunciation. One right. of the things that I do is um, read out loud. And this is something that really helps me with uh, how I move my, my um, muscles around sure, my mouth absolutely. and my tongue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are we doing when we're speaking? We're moving our tongue muscles, our mouth. Exactly. It's part of the thing. In mm -hmm. fact, I tell my students, I say, if your mouth feels comfortable when you're speaking English, you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. yeah. It should feel different. Yeah, it <laughs> like, does. It, it shouldn't. You should be like, oh, that's a weird mm -hmm. position. I just put my mouth in. It's like, yeah, because you're making a sound that doesn't exist. Exactly. In Spanish. That's great. You, you set your goals and you went for them professionally mm -hmm. and also personally, I believe. Oh, yeah. You know, because for you, it was personal, too. You said, okay, I want to pr show my parents that they didn't waste their money, that, mm -hmm. they, that they bet on the right horse, yeah. <laughs> as we say, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember the day that I received my last grade from the degree. Um, so I received it, and I knew I had passed it, but I received the grade, and then I'm, you know, I'm a graduate. Right. And I told my mom, and, and she was more excited than I was. She cried. I didn't. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, like yeah. what's the big deal, mom? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, um, it really makes me proud to have made my mom proud about it, yeah. Absolutely, well that's, you know, I feel like half of what I do in my life is just to call my parents and say, yeah. guys, I got some good news. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now, I think everybody needs a little bit of good news, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about the different kinds of translation. I know there's simultaneous. Also what we said before, the difference between interpretation. If you could clear up the different avenues, the different um, fields that, okay. are, that are under this umbrella. Okay, translation is like the general umbrella, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, but translation is only written. Okay. And then interpretation is oral and in real time. So that would be simultaneous kind of... Yeah, okay. simultaneous interpretation. You also have consecutive. So you speak, then you make a pause, and then ah. I interpret like in a press a conferences. A press conference, sure, yeah. sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's dubbing, but this is something completely different and is not related to translation, but some people mix it up. Okay, so Well, that's dubbing. what I'm saying. Somebody could work in several different, like Sose yeah. Castro, a friend of exactly. ours, who does a little bit of everything. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he really is a jack of all trades. Um, Uh, so translation, written, interpretation, oral, and then uh, within interpretation, you could have bilateral. That means you interpret at a meeting or uh, a negotiation and then conference interpretation that is at a conference. So a monologue, uh, if you have a conference about, I don't know, pharma, mm -hmm. uh, well, someone presenting an investigate a uh, research paper on whatever uh, that would be translated either um, simultaneously or consecutively. But you know what, Alberto? What? I always say simultaneous translator because Google positions me better. So I'm kind uh, of a mercenary there and I never use the right terminology. I use the terminology that people use when they're searching. Right. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. I mean... One thing is, you know, the the semantics. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, technically, um, it's not simultaneous. And another thing is, I want people to find me. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and speaking of, just in case uh, you guys didn't write it before, her website is La Piedra Rosetta, double T. In fact, she did, has done some jobs for me. Why don't you tell them about the special favor you did for me for my wedding? Do you remember? You don't even remember. I don't. 
I needed a translation, but a, like a specific kind of that translation right. that I was like, yeah. what do I do? And you're like, send it to me. <laughs> uh, I, you needed a sworn translation. Yeah. And that's uh, something I do. Sworn translation or certified translation. This is something, uh, this is a translation you need for the administration. And I'm certified by the Foreign Affairs Ministry to do that. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe I had to translate your birth certificate. Was that That's it? That's right. You got yeah. to see my real age. <laughs> <laughs> my birth certificate. Yeah, I remember you You saved me there because I was like, what is? It? What do I need? You're like, send it over. I, I, yeah. That's me. I'm certified. I'm like, wow, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do multiple of these like every week. Right. Not for weddings, uh, mostly for people that need to be relocated for work. Oh, uh, okay. Relocation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Well, this is great because I imagine that, too, that you're in, you get to do a lot of different projects. There's a lot of variety. Give us an idea of some of the projects, uh, typical projects maybe you're working on now or that you've worked mm -hmm. on recently, just so we get a general idea of different kinds of product or projects. Excuse uh -huh. me. Yeah, uh, things that I've done recently, uh, for instance, this morning, I translated a, 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 a wedding uh, certificate, okay. so a marriage certificate. Uh, I've also interpreted at weddings. Oh, cool. Yes, when one of the spouses is um, foreign, mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily English or American, they could be, I don't know, Filipino or whatever, mm -hmm. um, I have to interpret to make sure that they are not coerced into marriage. Ah, so it's exactly. not like a forced or arranged marriage. Exactly, right, right. yes, and that they know what they're doing. Right, right. Yeah, I've also uh, interpreted lately uh, at... Uh, um, at this uh, networking event mm -hmm. for companies related with blueberry production. Oh, wow. I love blueberries. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, but... Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. You get the gamut. There are networking effect, uh, events for this, sure, you know? Sure, sure. Weddings, politicians, farmer. I mean, you, you really get to work in almost every industry because mm -hmm. what industry doesn't need... Well, what, what global industry, I should say, doesn't need things to be translated? Yeah, and many business people don't realize that uh, if you really want to, if you really want to strive and you really want to make money in the mm -hmm. global market, you really do need a translator and an interpreter. And like, we've we've seen those pl those people who have decided not to use them, and we're going to talk about that in the bonus part of today's show. Remember, guys, we have a bonus episode. I always say a bonus part. But it's a full episode, mm -hmm. and if you guys are patrons, you can join us in the bonus episode. We're going to take a look at some common misconceptions, some of the biggest snafus, situation normal, all up, or flubs, another way to say un error. We're going to look at some movie titles and their funny translations, and of course, we're going to get some tips from Lola, if you want to speak like her and have that confidence, well, she'll be able to give us some of the tips that could help us not only as a translator or as an interpreter, but as a student, as an English speaker. And as she was saying before, you never stop being a student, mm -hmm. you know, never. especially as a teacher. You're always trying to bring new things to the table as a parent. Mm -hmm. oh, you're yeah. constantly trying to challenge yourself to bring new things to the table. So I really hope you guys will join us in the bonus episode. It's going to be tons of fun. If you want to get the bonus episode every week, you can find out more at patreon.com slash 
Alberto Alonso, we have got a wonderful, curious community of students who get together, and we get together every week and review each episode. Once a month, we have a master class, and these students are not only classmates, they are friends. They encourage each other. So I want to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, and Edgar. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Isa. Paco, Diego, and Carmen. Remember, if you want to find out more, you can find out on patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And we're back, como se dice en la tele. And we're back, folks. Lola, before we wrap up the first part of the show, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit more. Now, to pick your brain, to find out more, to get more information. I like this expression. Firstly, You've done so many different jobs in a wide range of fields. Give me an idea of the best job you've ever done, one of the best jobs and one of the worst jobs. And we don't have to mention company names, but, mm -hmm. you know, maybe just because it was very tedious, as we said in, because let's be honest, there's that part where you're simultaneously translating, but all that time that you're working on that mm -hmm. is tedious mm -hmm. to get to that point. Okay, so my best uh, jobs, I'm going to mention two. One is quite public, and that's the one time that I interpreted for Sharon Stone. Oh, wow. That was fun, because I also got to, to meet her personally. And, and my, my, my grandma, uh, she said, oh... Uh, finally, finally, you you are uh, having success with your career. And I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> you made it. <laughs> yeah, this was not the best paying job, but, you know, <laughs> it was Sharon Stone. Well, hey, Sharon Stone, <laughs> come on. And then I got to travel to Paris, not with Sharon Stone, uh, but with a lawyer um, to me. It was a, a meeting with a company, mm -hmm. uh, but it was cool because the client paid for for the trip to Paris and I got to do some tourism as well. Oh, cool. So that was pretty cool. cool. And then the worst uh, jobs, they're always related to agriculture. And these are the ones organized by by ministries and oh, things like that. Right. Agriculture. The yeah. uh, the bureaucratic stuff, I guess, right? The red yeah. tape kind of. Y parrafo 34, exactly. sección 40. You're like, yeah. how many sections does this paragraph have? Exactly. <laughs> and they always, uh, they, they are very limited in time. So they speak really quickly. And mm. you have to know all these legal things. The the jargon, as we say. Because we have jerga, two words for mm -hmm. jerga. Slang, which is el de la calle. And jargon is jerga específica de, de algún campo. All right, tell us about the typical process. So you get a phone call, you get an email. I go into La Piedra Rosetta and I say, hey, I've got a job for you. Mm -hmm. What happens next? How does it's it, usually uh, an email because I'm terrible with phone calls. You know, okay. I have three kids, so it's <laughs> almost impossible to take the phone. Uh, so I get an email and uh, you tell me a little bit about what you need. Mm -hmm. uh, I will tell you um, uh, how I can help you, mm -hmm. and uh, then I will send you a, a prize offer, and then you can decide whether you want to work with me or not. Sure, an estimate, just exactly. giving them, giving them. Well, either way, guys, I can vouch for her. Poner la mano en el fuego. Oh, thank you. Que viene de la palabra voucher. Mm -hmm. Un vale. vale. I can, I can vouch for Lola. She's professional. She's great. I mean, you can hear the way she speaks. I don't have to vouch for her. You guys can hear how well she expresses herself in English. Okay, so you accept, I accept the, the, the estimate, you accept the job, what's next? Uh, if it's an interpreting job, you, well, if it's a translation job also, you'll have to send me your documents. Okay. Okay, so documents for interpretation are really important because like 60% of the work 
for an interpretation is done prior to gotcha. prior to the event. Mm-hmm. So I have to study. I have to get familiar with the company, mm-hmm. uh, with the topic. Uh, so as uh, I said it before, um, interpreters are really good learners because we have to learn all the time. We have to about be, different things, exactly too. different things, and for different events, we have to get familiar with the vocabulary. So uh, that's um, done prior to the event, and then after that, uh, we have the event. You will be super happy, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And then you'll have multiple events after that, probably because you want to flourish in the in the global market and sure, sure. having a translator or an interpreter is really important for that absolutely and then you bill them you send them an invoice and oh, you gotta yeah. wait eight months to get paid no i'm joking <laughs> bueno, well mm-hmm. I, i'm just guessing there spoiler alert here i i always uh, uh you always have to pay in advance if you're working oh, with me okay gotcha yeah. well i know because i love it like you said they're like mm-hmm. no lo necesitamos ayer and then you send them the bill and they're like crickets and you're like wait what happened to the prisa we had yeah like the prisa is only on th- that hurry that rush is only on one end mm-hmm. no it doesn't work like that <laughs> in my case i'm pretty booked up so if you want to book the date uh mm. you'll have to pay in advance great just to make sure excellent excellent well it's also a way to make sure that you know you're covering your butt yeah. so to speak you know te cubres. all right well we have to wrap up the first part but this has been so informative i'm learning a lot myself even though i'm familiar with a lot of people in this profession as mm-hmm. well as yourself we know a lot of friends mutual friends but i knew it was going to be an enthralling fascinating topic and i can't wait to hear more in the bonus episode of f y i